5: Hello and welcome to the Rangers Rabble Podcast It's Monday night, so it's phone-in night We want your calls, uh, 0141 628 7237 uh, And if you want to discuss yesterday's triumph in the semi-final Or even look ahead to, to Thursday's European game as well um, Anything you want to talk about Rangers related? we're here uh, With my glorious panel tonight Lewis, you're back in the, the panel I'm delighted to see you mate, how's it going?
6: I mean, it's, <laughs> it was going good until like five minutes ago people are wondering about the, the dodgy camera angle, I've had to whip the iPad out because the computer wasn't playing ball so
7: I uh, but I'm glad to be back nonetheless No, I'm delighted to
5: have you, Wolf. it's been a while since me and you've teamed up, how are you keeping?
7: I'm alright mate, thanks, uh, yesterday helped considerably, uh, she's sitting downstairs in the huff so it's all good so, uh, <laughs> I forgot, good, good yes, be,
5: mixed house Good to
7: be back on, yeah, good to be back on
5: I think we're going for a good one Listen, we want to start just with a wee bit of somber news. Um what lost a lost a fallen bear in the last 24 hours. I'm gonna hand over to Brian. Brian knew the man a bit better than most. So
2: Brian, like, a you go. Yeah, um we got news um this morning that um uh, a guy from the Burghead Loyal who went to European games, home games, away games for pretty much his all his adult life. Uh, Ian Carmen, known mainly as Dink, um he, Sadly passed away this morning in the early hours. Um, a cracking guy, um, would help anybody. He really, he really was the life and soul of mo- most parties and most nights out and uh, European away trips and you know on the bus as well. Um, he'll be a sad miss and um, just thought I'd say, uh, rest in peace, Ian. Well
5: said. Um. Listen, absolutely well said, Brian, and we're here for you as well. Don't let that be known. Um. So yeah, listen. I, I, as I say, a bit of a somber one. However, the podcast will go on, uh, and we want your calls. 141 628 so an, any any discussion. Um. Topic Rangers related, but we're delighted to have you. Like and subscribe if you're watching. On uh, on YouTube as well We need that And also we've got A glorious new sponsors uh, NordVPN uh, Link in the description for, I think it's 63% off uh, A two year subscription um, I've got to check that out I'll get more details From the producer As the show goes on uh, Gentlemen Right then uh, You know a, a brilliant performance yesterday I'll come to you Well first obviously You were at the game um, I watched it on the telly I was absolutely delighted Come full time um, What did you think Of the, the overall performance First half and then second half
7: First half was a bit, a bit traditional. Probably the best one for it. Uh, I mean, I watched, I watched the highlights back today when I had uh, a spare fifteen minutes at work, and uh, we actually made a lot more clear cut chances in the first half than I than I realised at the time. Because obviously, you see it slightly differently at the game. Um, Alexander made a couple of saves that were better than they looked at the time from the other end of the park. Because you know, what, and you're about a million miles away from the pitch, wherever you're sitting. Um, Second half. It was all it was always the case of whoever scored first was was probably gonna you know, was gonna go on and win the game because if they if, if Hearts had scored first it would just have sat in, parked them with three buses and we'd have had to try and break them down. As soon as we got the first penalty, which was an absolute stonewall right in front of me, absolute stonewall penalty. I don't even know why they checked it. I don't know I don't know what Xander Clark's thinking about, to be honest. I mean, you know, Danilo's, Danilo's going out of play, he's chasing the ball out of play and he just took the legs off him so. Still more penalty as soon as that goes in, there's only one winner. Um the half time substitution by the manager was an absolute masterstroke. I think it was partly down to the fact that Todd Campbell was on a yellow card, because he has to realise that he needs to calm down because he's a target, because he's he's a you know, he's a bit of a character. Scottish referees don't like characters, particularly if they wear Rangers jerseys. because um, I don't think his booking was particularly a uh, booking, but he does tend to dive in like that quite a lot. So given half the chance. Uh, Wall speed probably sent him off so it was, it was good being the manager to take him off and bring on Scott Wright we were crying out for a bit of width you know because we weren't particularly wide uh, down the right hand side bringing on Scott Wright made a, made a hell of a difference just ran that and they were, they were toiling They've, their defence isn't great I mean Hart's, Hart's only game plan was throw high balls up to Shanklin see what happens I mean, every throw in every throw in they took. I mean I think uh, I think the boy that was taking the throw in's, um whose name escapes me I think he had a a towel for a jersey, because all we kept doing was, was wiping the ball and throwing this thing along into, into Shanklin. That's all, all, they, all they were going for. You know, get get a throw in on the halfway line, try and get another one closer to the goal and just chuck it into the box. That's all they've got. As soon as we put the ball down, played football. There was only going to be one winner. Um cracking goal from Scott right. And Tav made me eat my words because when we got that free kick for the the uh the third goal, I was sitting more or less in line with it and uh, says to the guy beside me it's too close you need to put your laces through that you can't get up and down from there I even suggested giving it to Balogun just to stick his laces through to see what happened and then Tav just put it in the, put it in the top bin I mean just bro wait and go I mean what sums what sums up how good and I know Lewis is going to talk about Tav in a bit what um, what sums, sums up Tav
5: is that your phone going there? Let me, I aye well, I like, I like, listen, we've got
7: a phone. Is Martin is Martin is Martin is Martin to <laughs> show up? You know, what's up? What the what, uh, what sums up James Tavernier's um free kick taking for free kick taking for me is uh, we just took that as it's just a Tavernier free kick, nothing special. You know well, I mean? listen, we'll come and on to Tavernier just,
5: a bit later on. We've got our first call tonight. Um, Jay, uh, sorry, James Christendom Fairland is waiting. Chris, how are you doing? Well,
0: well, Robert, how's yourself? Oh, smashing, listen, delighted to have you on first call of the night. What's your point for the guys? Who says to the panel, but last week we actually got a manager that can actually manage, he knows what he's doing. But to my questions to the panel, how much players do you think we need to win the title? Because I think we're still short of you, but four hours, a set of half, a winger, four and a shaker. So I'm just wondering how much do you think how many players we need to add to
5: win the title. Great question, Brian. I'll come at you. You know, you're looking at the the squad uh, yesterday, and to be fair, Fulham is doing a great job of getting a tune out of you know what what he's what he's left with at the moment.
2: Absolutely. I mean, the the turnaround since he's come in is night and day. Let's be honest. You can't you can't uh, underestimate it. The players are clearly enjoying playing under him and obviously the training, because I think uh, Lundström said in his post-match how the players have reacted to him and they're enjoying it. I think I agree with James in the sense that, uh, Chris, sorry, that we're centre-half shy perhaps. Um, And then up front, we've we've got sort of Dessers and and Danilo. You could possibly argue you need another striker, but I don't know. Um, It's... It's very much the defensive side that I'm really wanting showed up in the sense that the numbers there and even sort of like fitness wise as well because Balogun look as though he took a sore one yesterday as well. So that you know, Davis came on as a sub. So it's just an area of the pitch I always feel where we could come uh, could come sort of scuppered uh, with injuries. Lewis, uh, Brian touches there on you know,
5: centre back and you play on Balogun. Comes in midweek. Uh, Stellar performance up in Dundee. I thought he played really well again yesterday. Ben Davies comes on. Um, I think he's, he's you know he's not on the part thirty seconds. He gave away a free kick and then seconds later he's he's gave away a penalty as well. So it wasn't really a a, a glowing effort from him. And we've got to rely on him on Thursday night because Ballard is not in the European squad.
6: Aye, um, no, it wasn't. It wasn't a great cameo for. Ben Davies, um, I'm, I tend to be quite a big supporter of Ben, I think he's uh, pretty underrated by a lot of our fan base, but you I mean, can't argue with, with Big Balligan. I mean, you would think he's the youngest centre-back we've got, you not know, the fucking oldest, I mean, he's the most athletic 35-year-old football player I've ever seen, like, the way he just strides out for the back with that ball is so impressive, and, uh, do you know, before Clement came in, I would have thought, oh, you know, we might need another fire sale here. We might need another mini rebuild here, but having a manager of that quality is an absolute leveler. He can bring the best of players that that haven't been shown it for the past season or two, and I think it's a clean slate for everybody. I mean, I was on the podcast. I know we'll talk about him, but Tavernier, for example, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, he's finished. In the last few games, I'm like, he's certainly not finished, especially after that game against us. Yeah. Oh, you go, mate. Yeah,
0: I was, I was, I was thinking, Robert. I'm sorry, but I'm still not convinced with Lemons and Dessa. And if Barragan was in his late twenties, um, thirty, he's a fantastic player. But the problem Barrigan is thirty-five. He's well, literally, you're not going to get a lot out of Barrigan. Well, but you know that. Absolutely, but uh, younger. You need a
5: younger Barrigan. I Arf- half well, Arf- Arf- Barrigan, a fantastic player, but he's just his age. Well, I'll, I'll come to you but just on just on you know uh, what uh, Lewis said there about Tavernier and the, and the manager sort of rejuvenating players. How how have we got to be careful here in tread lightly? You know, we're only sort of four or five games in. How much of it is new man- manager bouncing? How much is it is, is tactical genius?
7: I don't really think it's either. To be fair, new manager bounce a myth for me. Um, and t- tactical genius. I don't want to start saying the managers are genius. He's only been here five minutes. But, I mean, he came in and said that everybody's got a clean slate or a clean clean sheet, I, can't I, can't I can't a whiteboard or whatever it was he called it. And it seems to be right because he's done something to Scott Wright's mentality. You know, I mean, I mean he's he's, you know, he's obviously said, look, I'm prepared to give you all a, cut, a fair crack here. Just go and show me what you can do. And they're obviously showing it. I mean, Scott Wright's a different player. An absolutely different player, whether he can sustain that, we don't know. You know, um, he's right. got if you, he's well, still, if you look at Dessa, you
0: look at Dessa, I don't think he's improved all that much. And we've got but, Dessa, and we've got Riff. Well, why have you got one striker in Diallo? No, if Chris,
7: he you're, right, caught, you're then... yeah, no, 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 you're, you're right, but he's brought he, he's he's managing. he seems to be managing Dessa's He's, I think he's realised that Dessers isn't what we need, so he's he's bringing Daniel when he's got lucky that Daniel's able to play with a mask after Foraxian his cheek his cheekbone and eye socket whatever it was he did, and but he's still he's still keeping keeping Dessers, um, I wouldn't say keeping him happy, fun but fun keep, day keeping it keeping his keeping his pecker up if you like because he brings him on against and he gets a goal, you know what I mean? He's, he's using him. He, he seems to be capable of he's a pro, for me he's a proper manager. He's managing the squad properly. He's not just saying that's my that's my starting eleven. Go out and play. And if I have to make changes I will. I mean he didn't have to make a change at halftime yesterday he made a change yesterday che- entirely changed the game. Yeah. You know, done Dundee last midweek the difference he used is, the squad fantastic. Okay. the difference is well he's
0: won the Belgium league three years in a row. So he's got that mentality in him. He's basically a winner. He's won titles. It's like across the city where the manager has been success. He's exact. He is exact same. Come on, you don't win the Belgium league three years in a row. You're a dud.
7: I'm not. I'm not saying the managers. I think the manager. I think the, man, I think the manager is very, very. He's very good being, I don't want to start calling him a genius because this will get clipped up and end up all over the place when, when they never we lose a game somewhere along the line. I'm very, very impressed with what the manager's done so far. Absolutely thoroughly impressed. Because I mean he's got a tune out of players that I thought were finished. I mean, Lewis said himself two three weeks ago, we all thought, nah, Tavernier's finished. He's rejuvenated. But part of what he's done for me is everything's not going through Tav now. You know I mean, we're not everything's not coming up. Every every move we've got doesn't have to go through Connor Goldson and James Tavernier now. At the start of the season, they had to touch the ball before we went up the park. Now we're getting up the park a lot quicker. That's down to the manager. He's put he's put belief into the heads of the players, because for me, Philippe Clement is a he's a football man. Like you say, he's won he's won back to back to back titles in in Belgium. He's got forty Belgian caps. You know, he's won he's won stuff as a player. He knows he knows what he's doing. He, he, I he's obviously going, as well.
0: I think I think I think you will also have a League Cup medal in his bag within four four or five weeks. So. He's already a step ahead of the last two managers. Chris, I hope you're
7: right. Chris, Chris I hope you're
5: great, right. Some great points there, but we'll be tackling Sparta Pride before we think about lifting league cups. Um, call again, Chris. Brilliant to have you, mate. Cheers, Lewis, um, yeah, You know the, the point about come on, and you know we're, he's only 22 days in his tenure, but yesterday just felt like a. How can I, he turned a big moment into just a routine win? If that makes sense, you know if that had been Michael Buell... There'd have been a lot of a circus around it. Philip Clement's team, seemed to take it in his stride. You know, he's only three weeks into the job. It's a, it's a, it's a semi-final of a, a tournament that we've we've not won in, in years. Um, you know, it was no mean feat, to be fair to him.
6: No, it's, it certainly was not. You know, I think the biggest difference that, that I've I've been able to take away for the, the last two managers is that Rangers are properly dominating in every sense now. You know we're dominating possession. We're dominating chances created. What well, the quality of the chances—that's a big thing as well. You know under Michael Beale, we might have had twenty shots, but only two of them were on target. Under Clement, it's maybe eight or nine on target, and that's what you need in Scotland. Because like we've said so many times, we don't have Ronaldo. We don't have Messi. So players are going to have to take more opportunities in order to get one or two goals. And I think that's a bit, the biggest draw I've took away for for so far is the the quality and the chances that we're creating. And, you know, like you said, he takes game by game and so much reality. He doesn't let the moment get to him. He knows how to handle the pressure. And another thing we've always said is the, the mentality of the manager trickles down into his squad. So if you've got a manager that's that strong-minded and knows exactly how the game works, that'll trickle down into the squad. Whereas under the last two managers, it could have been argued that they, or maybe of the were, Softer mindsets, and you can't be that as a Rangers manager. You know, I, I, I think Stephen Gerrard got through a lot of his his tenure with his mentality and his attitude towards football rather than his his technical knowledge on the game. And I think Clement is actually a wee bit of both. So if he is as good as we think he is, and like Wolf, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but also like Martin, I'm starting to get excited. So <laughs> it's hard, but I, I'm, 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 I'm very, very optimistic about the future.
5: I like it when you get ahead of yourself, let yourself go a wee bit, come on man, uh, John Bachelor, 999 Super Chat, cheers Batch, brilliant again for supporting the pod, as always, um, Brian, oh we've got a call Brian, I was going to come to you, but Alex is waiting, Alex, uh, podcast legend in Helensburg, Alex, how are you doing, alright?
3: Uh, very good Robert, thanks very much, all the best you boys, how are we all doing?
5: Aye, not bad, what's your point for the chaps? Wait.
3: Right. I don't care who shoots me down here, because I've got a really serious point to make. I'm going to give you four names that shouldn't be at Ibrox now, and one that should. Okay? Mm-hmm. The four names that shouldn't be are Sifuentes, Dessers, Lammers, and Roof. How long do we, how long do we spend these wasters? You know what I mean? They're, that Roof, for a start, is drawing a massive wage. A massive wage. He's kept us on here. And the one I would go for, okay, the one I would go for, seriously, I know it's sometimes with some folk, it's not a popular choice, but you can guess what's coming I think. He plays for an Edinburgh team called Hearts. And his name oh, is Lawrence Shankland. Now, I think that uh, our man here, uh, Clemalt, has got a couple of Belgians that he wants to bring in. I've got no idea in about them, simply because he keeps his cards very close to his chest in fact I think they're super glued on to be honest don't get glued, in any way. but that's it controversial I know, I don't care what you think, what anybody thinks get rid of that bloody su- sufflantis, get rid of roof, get rid of def- de- bessers and llamas there comes a point in everybody's life that you've got to say oh come on here many chances of somebody needing do you know what I mean and that's good. all I've got to say today. I'm going to go into long, one of my long winded speeches and god knows what else
7: that's
5: all I've got to say, boys. No, no, let's see so let, let, let's let's you, take you chewing it, that, that one. Right, let's take it to the boys. Well, I'll come to you on the outgoing. So, Sifuentes, Llamas,
7: Dessers and Roof. Alec, great call, as always. Always love talking to you. Um, I'm going to agree with you and disagree with you. Uh, Sifuentes, I haven't made my mind up long because I've not seen enough of him because he's only been he's only played five minutes. But the fact we've not seen too much of him possibly says he shouldn't be here because he's always bloody injured. So. You might have a point on that roof. Unfortunately, roof's on a lot of money, so we'd either have to pay up his contract or hope somebody will take him off our hands in January. Otherwise, we're stuck with him until his contract runs out in the summer. But certainly, wouldn't be giving him a new contract if we could get if we could get if we could even get somebody to take him in January for nothing, I would get rid of him without any question. Now, one thing I don't want to be do is pay up his contract because if we're paying his wages, we're as well hanging on to him just in case he can get fit for a couple of games. Uh, Dessers, I see nothing in Dessers I would try and get money back on him again Not quite sure how we'll do that Lammers, I keep saying there's a player in there I think there is a player in there But we've got better players than them So I'd get rid of him as well
3: Correct uh, Lammers, there's a player in there Sorry boys, sorry It's
7: okay,
5: fire away. No, I'm just
3: saying I've... Keep hearing this, there's a player in there <laughs> How long's that that going on for? If I'd a pound for every time I'd heard that statement, I'd have retired and heading down to south of France tonight.
7: Alex, I wish Play I had a a pound for every time I'd
3: so that. Long did it take him to score that wonder goal the other night? Are we going to get any more of that? I don't think so
5: Let me, Brian. I'll come. I'll come to you just on um, you know the second part of uh, Alex's point, just on incomings. Now, you know, if we had a pound for every time somebody championed Lauren Shankland on this podcast, we'd all be got the South of France for a baby up. But um, it's it's one that doesn't go away. I've also heard, you know, this week Bojan um, Majofsky being linked as well. You know that th- there is talent in Scotland that we should be picking. There's, there's no doubt about that.
2: Absolutely, <coughs> and let's be honest, Rangers. Of the eighties and nineties, and certainly even the noughties, you could say, uh, harvested the best talent in Scotland for for all that time. It's how they won so many leagues and they were were very successful because they 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 signed you know the best players from the other teams in the leagues and weakened them. And we've went away from that, and I don't know why. I've said before in this, it's there's 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 probably two points to it. There's a hint of snobbery in the sense that some Rangers fans and you know. People just don't think that certain players in Scotland aren't good enough for us. And then there's another point that if we go for a, a player, say from Hearts or Aberdeen, they're going to double the price or, you know, hike the price up to a stupid a stupid price. So, but I believe Shanklin's out of contract in this next summer, not this summer coming as in 2024 I think it's 2025. So, you'll only have about a year left in this deal. So, I mean, I wouldn't imagine if you wavered a few quid at, at Hearts that would be hard to deal with because I don't think unless they wanted to just keep him and then let him run down his his contract I don't know but again coming back from the the European sort of point you know the quotas we're needing Scottish players we've said it we've all said it for a long time that the quota needs to go up so there's there's lots of positives in there but if a guy that can play for hearts and score 20 30 goals you know yeah. you can surely score that and more for Rangers.
7: Right, but, uh, can I Robert, just say before, one before, thing before, to
3: you, before, Brian? Sorry? Can I just say one thing to Brian now? Okay, Brian, can you hear me? Yep. Butland, Butland has kept a good few clean sheets correct. Yep. Who's the one who's the one player that's stuck two by him two weeks in a row?
2: Shankland.
3: I'm going to finish it up. He's a great bloody player, Shankland. For God's sake... If we've throwing all that money away from the club, surely we could take a chance here. Come on! Well,
7: if you were
3: going to
7: jump in, yeah. I was. It's not. It's not particularly to Alex's point. Alex makes a great point, and he's. I mean, I'm not a great fan of uh, getting Lawrence on in if, if I've got to pay a lot of money for him. But that's another thing. Uh, on the on the point that Brian picked up on about needing Scottish talent, in, and before Lewis comes in, so I know he's desperate to speak about it. There's actually a podcast dropping tomorrow on our YouTube feed, um, with the author of a book called "The System," which looks at basically the Scottish foot, the Scottish system of bringing players through. Um, book written by Graham, and I've forgotten his last name. But I'm sure, Martin will tell me. Graham, anyway, we'll, Mc, it'll come Mcdouble, Mcdouble. that's him. Great, that's him. Graham McDowell. Only spoke to him on Friday. Um, yeah, I've put, I've put, i put a did with Graham McDowell about the book called The System, which which basically examines Scottish talent of why the Scottish national team's fallen off a cliff up until recently. So, that look out for that tomorrow, and then Lewis will tell us all about the current Scottish talent that we should be signing.
6: Well, listen, Robert. I, I, I hope you'll back me up here. Obviously, we do the the Scottish football show. And listen, I know a lot of the Rangers fan base. The, the, your focus is Rangers, and and that's a, And that's absolutely fine. Um, but as it's either snobbery or ignorance or just lack of knowledge on the rest of the Scottish game. Because see, anybody that tells you that, that Scottish talent isn't good enough. I mean, John McGinn, St Mirren and Hibs, new Aston Villa uh, captain. You've got Lewis Ferguson, Aberdeen and Hamilton, new Bologna's best player and probably going to go to a a top five team in Italy. You know, even Josh Doig, Aaron Hickey, the the plethora of young Scottish fullbacks that have came for this league and are now playing their trade at the top level. There's so many opportunities missed by Rangers. And Celtic have been relatively... Relatively better. I mean, you could pull maybe David Turnbull and Greg Taylor out there, you know, the, the, the world's best players, but still, you know, the like Brian kind of touched on, the biggest clubs in the world, the first thing they do is absolutely annihilate their domestic league in terms of getting the best players so that it lowers the level of their competition. Rangers and Celtic don't do it enough, and like I said, it's either snobbery or ignorance. And there's so much talent. I mean, the likes of Lennon Miller, for example. This boy's 17 years of age, and he looks about 37 years of age. He's one of Motherwell's best players, and he's already scored and assisted from the middle of the park. And he's even got a red card. Do you know what I mean? He's got everything. David Watson at Kilmarnock, another one. I will slow down, because I'll end up getting into my wee, my wee spreadsheet after the top of the, the napper there. But... No, there's so much talent in Scotland and Celtic and Rangers need
5: to get better at,
6: at picking, picking the best out of them. Alec? Yes? The, the, the
5: last caller asked the
6: question. Yes. No, I'm just
3: going to say, a big Sorry. here here, a big here here for Lewis. I thoroughly I enjoyed that couple of minutes there he was going and I loved everything he had to say. I think this snobbery we're talking about here, it does have to end. We cherry pick. Cherry picked the up-and-coming Scottish talent. Who does that leave them across the road? Let's get in first. Bules has a lot to answer for, I can tell you. He's got a lot to answer for. Where well, is he now anyway? He seems to have disappeared off the face of the earth.
5: Well, listen, he's not at so we'll leave it at that. Alec, thanks very much tonight. As always, a pleasure.
3: May bother, boys, all the very best to you.
5: Cheers, you. Ryan, I was going to come to you before um, Alex called just a bit about the manager, and you know, Lewis touched on his style, and you know how he's a winner, and you know you heard them in the build-up uh, during the weeks sort of, saying that his, um, his uh, Alex McDonald, there, gift and five podcast memberships, cheers Andy. Um, yeah, his, his you know not have been about his career. He he's, you know he, he thrives on making players better, and you know seeing people happy at winning, and you know he looks like he'd, he'd want to win a game. Of, tiddlywinks and all that carry on. So, um, you know, how how important is he going to be in terms of driving the standards? We know he's got a big job on from what Alex you said there, about the managers left behind, but just in the short term and getting us to January and hopefully getting us in a position where, you know, this league is is back on.
2: <coughs> well, he's, from what we heard before he arrived and, you know, subsequently since he's came, um, we've heard that he, he likes going into clubs that are in slight disarray, to sort of speak and building them back up and getting them on the right track. And, I mean, with, there's no way in the last couple of weeks we would have performed like we have under Beale. There's just simply no way. Uh, I think we've scored 13 goals in three games. I mean, there's not a hope Beal's team would have done that. They were so low in confidence, it was ridiculous. Um, and Clement is somehow, I mean, they kept saying he's, he's, not a, he's not a magician, he hasn't got a wand. Well, I don't know what he's got, but... He's he's got this players, uh, singing a tune or you know, performing way better than I thought they would ever do. Um, I, I generally thought we were gonna sh- sort of struggle on until the January window, as you say, to get players. But he's managed to get these guys who were floundering week after week, uh, and putting as f- I say, all right, it was Dundee, but Dundee hadn't been at, hadn't been beaten at home all season. Um, and then beating Hearts comfortably at the weekend, so you know it's the signs are all there. Um, and now all of a sudden, Rangers look a lot more of a sort of uh sort of a, a good proposition to a player incoming now. Whereas before, you couldn't see anybody wanting to come to us because we were so bad and we were in so disarray. And Clement has instilled his sort of winning mentality because, as, as Lewis said, there. Others said that he's won three leagues in a row in Belgium. He's he's you know, he's, he's a he's he's obviously a winner. Um, so these guys have have risen, and as Lundstrom said after, as I said before, they're all loving training. I mean, going back to even Gerard, we were the fittest team when Gerard was there, and then all of a sudden it fell off a cliff when Gio took over, and then Biel. So it's not a rocket sign. You don't have to be a rocket scientist if you're the fittest team and you've got the best best players. There's a 99.9% chance you're going to win trophies, but unfortunately, if you're not the fittest um, and you've only got the skill, then you, you're going to you're going to struggle. So you need the fitness and you need the skill, but it just takes a little bit of something extra. And I think Clement's going to deliver that.
5: For me, just personally, I, I, the massive change I can see is that we don't look as predictable, guys. We you know, we're changing up, we're playing through the lines, we're playing a hell of a lot quicker in the final third, which seems to be the key for me in terms of creating these chances, so um, we'll come on to that in a moment, Andrew's waiting, Andrew, welcome to the Rangers Rabble podcast, how are you doing?
1: I'm fine, Robert, I'm fine, how are you doing and the guys doing there, Robbie, were you happy after yesterday's result?
5: Oh, absolutely, ecstatic, I oh, no. really enjoyed that second half performance.
1: I thought they were good, and, and I'll tell you, I know Lammers in particular, Odessa especially, get a lot of criticism, but I would say about Lammers to Wolf, I didn't think he ever hides Wolf. He's a boy that tries and tries and tries. He's got a great goal um, a week or so ago against Dundee, so I think he's a guy you've got to maybe play just off the, the front nine, the number nine, playing behind that, and see if you can get some goals out of that boy. I still feel Rangers probably would be a centre-half and possibly, you know, somebody in midfield 20s, as you would say, well, fairly doors. I don't know if he's good enough. He certainly hasn't looked good enough when I've seen him. But maybe the boy wasn't a fit. So, let's get your take, you guys, on players in and players out in January.
7: Um, I, good evening, as always. Um... Another fantastic call. I, I, I love these Monday night phone ins. I really do. Uh, Lamers, as I said earlier on, um, I think there is a player in there, but I'm just not sure what, what we're going to do to get to get out of him. I mean, for me, he's playing Lamers yesterday was playing where Campbell should be playing, and Campbell was pushed out to the, out to the wing. If I've got the choice of the two, I'm playing Campwell every week because to me, Campbell's Campbell's is a better player. It's working for him better, so. I would persist, I would certainly persist with Lammers, but it might be one of those that he has to leave him on the bench and maybe put him on for Cantwell after another the way he sort of, you know, changes the substitutions up. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Um, as for this, I think we do need a centre-half because um, Balogun's not getting any younger, as was pointed out earlier. Although, as Robert succinctly said, maybe we have played till he was about 106. So, we've, uh, you know, uh, Balogun could possibly last that long. Um, but we do need another centre half because Goldson is going to start picking up injuries because we noticed that, you know, eighteen months ago or so ago. Um, so we can't rely on him as much as we used to. I'm surprised that we haven't haven't started giving Leon King a bit more game time, and I'm also wondering whether Leon King. This is maybe one for you, Lewis. Uh, whether they're, they're maybe looking at Leon Leon King to be more of a sort of defensive midfield player than a centre half when he comes back into the team, because we've had a bit of a crisis at the centre half and he's not even had a look in. So are they, are they potentially, you know, looking at him to possibly cover a defensive midfield slot? I don't really know.
5: Lewis, jump in there if you want, mate, when you come.
6: Hey, I just on the, the, the Leon King thing, you know... Throughout his um very young career. I think he, he there's three primary positions he's played in: it's centre back, right back, and defensive midfield. I think at this age, you know, we need to take the breaks on Leon King because centre backs don't tend to start playing regularly until 22, or 23. You know, uh, to be 19 and playing regularly as a centre back, you need to be an early bloomer, and you know, you need to be top top tier. And I don't know if Leon is either of them. You know, he lacks the stature and he lacks the height to play as a centre back and he would need to you know put on a lot of muscle to end up looking something similar like Carter Vickers, who isn't the tallest guy in the world. Um, you know, we've got people on the, the podcast and and the general fan base that think Gilmaz is not good enough because he, he's too short of full back. So Leon King definitely cannot be a centre back at just about six foot. Um so for for his career I think he needs to go on loan for a start. And then secondly I, I would, like Will said, I would start to to you know, transform him into a, a centre defensive midfielder because he, he's very capable on the ball, and um, he, he's quite two footed as well, which is quite a rare talent in football. But no, a centre back for me, you know.
5: Andrew, yes, I would say,
1: just... well, excellent, excellent point about um, you know Lee King. I think if you look at uh, the boy McCrory, Ross McCrory, that um, went to Aberdeen, and he's he's now is he. Where did he go? He went south to England, didn't he? Bristol City. I think again, the Don's got two million. Query, he had a similar career, didn't he? They play, I think Jared played him at centre-back and found he maybe wasn't that good to be honest with you. Maybe not good enough for that position. Yeah, I thought he looked great in Aberdeen at times, but they got an offer for him and they flogged him. But no, the Jets the had been linked with some bloke that West and North End, I think, are supposedly looking at as well some centre-half. Is he Dutch or a Belgian? But your man Clement, I'm not convinced Philippe Clement will get too excited about Scotland. I might be wrong, but I think he'll have certainly, I think, was it Wolf O'Brien were saying he's got his eyes in Belgian players already. So look at Scott right yesterday, by the way. Great game. And then next game, he can be nowhere. It's very, very difficult with players, guys.
5: Andrew, just to, before you go, you, you mentioned obviously Aberdeen, a name that seems to be garnered a bit yes. is, is myovsky Is he one you could see coming in in January?
1: Again, I, I certainly wouldn't have paid £5 million. Pounds if they got a couple of million, maybe two and a half. I think Martin said to me we paid four and a half for uh, Cyril Dessers but I don't know. I kind of see Philippe Clement coughing up £5 million quid for, for Bojan Majowski. I'm not convinced sorry guys not for me
5: Okay, okay, Andrew great call as always thank you very much cheers Thanks Robert Cheers you know, uh, Well I think Southampton but maybe rumoured to put in a, a 4 million bid in the summer whether there's any truth in that or not so I don't think you're going to pinch him for a couple of quid certainly not when he's scored a couple of goals in Europa League as well so um, we'll watch that one with bated breath Brian I'll come back to you mate um, just uh, on you know fuentes seems to be getting it tight a wee bit tonight Alex saying get rid of him um, Some some come in the comments as well We spoke yesterday about how good John Lundström and, and Ryan Jack were Taylor and really sort of getting the best out of each other Complimenting each other some would say um, It bodes the question Obviously of Sofwentes How does he get in but does, how does Nico Raskin Walk back into the squad
2: <coughs> Interesting point um, I mean he'll obviously get his chance Because Jack can't play You know They've got to manage his, uh, you know, his minutes. They can't just lump him in every week. So they'll maybe do a bit of dovetailing with Jack out, in vice versa. I don't know. So Fuentes, I'm kind of in in the camp with Wolf in the sense that we've hardly seen him. All right, he's played a couple of games, but is, is that enough to warrant somebody being sort of discarded and not good enough? You know what I mean? You've, you've, he's, he's got to get a decent run of games you know, you can't just have three or four or five appearances and then all of a sudden he's not even played a full 90 I don't think so, you know, until the guy's had a decent run in the team and he's actually played under the Clément. I mean I, I, I want to see him play under Clément now I mean, under Beale, I think it would have been a totally different story, um, but under Clément, I would love to see him get a run of games in beside a Lundström or a Jack you know, somebody a bit of, a bit of experience and help him <laughs> He's, he's obviously very well thought of because I think in the MLS they raved about him. So, I mean, he can't just suddenly become a, a, a bad player. So give the guy a decent run in the team and then make your mind up.
5: Lewis, did the, 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 the last manager set a If went is down the river in terms of the big build-up on his arrival?
6: I think I did not, it'd be fair. You know, I've actually... I, I've had a... A decent season so far with predictions and how certain players are going to turn out and reform and stuff like that. But Sifuentes has been one that up until this point I've I've not exactly been um, correct on. But you know, I, I would agree with, with Brian and and Wolf that he's barely been in the door. Like this guy has been on the the scouting record of Brighton and Man City, probably two of the best in the planet, and that's for a reason. You know, like I said, when I was trying to get people excited about him, his last two seasons in a much better quality league than Scotland and MLS, he's hit double figures as a central midfielder. Like, there must be a player in there. You need to let him assimilate to, to the Scottish game. You know, it's, it's very difficult. There's, 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 there's top quality players that come here and it takes some time to, to get used to it because whilst there's a lack of quality, there's not a lack of athleticism. You know, everybody's massive, everybody's strong, everybody's fast. Because they need to make up for that lack of quality. In you know, comparison to the Spanish league, for example, where there isn't much physicality, and if you're a, a good footballer, you'll thrive there more than you would if you were, you were an athlete footballer. So for Cifuentes, I think people just need to take the breaks and see what, what you can do under a much better manager. And you know, I've been on here before and I, I won't backtrack. I think your future midfield duel if we, we want to be as progressive as we would like it, it needs to be raskiness of Wentes because Lundström and Ryan Jack are both at the, the wrong end at uh, 25, you know. and whilst Lundström's definitely somebody I'd keep around, Ryan Jack I, I'm not so sure about. You know, people need to remember, just because Jack and Lundström worked yesterday, it doesn't mean it's going to work every game because you're still playing with two negatively-minded footballers, and for Rangers, when we're looking to dominate games, I think you need at least one progressive midfielder in there. And I I think Raskin will eventually become the the main choice, and there, especially given the the Belgian links as well.
5: Well, I'm going to come to you, uh, but we've got a call. Uh, Lewis is on the line. Lewis, welcome to the Rangers Rabble Podcast. How are you doing?
8: I'm not too bad, mate. How, how how are you and the rest of the guys doing?
5: Ox champion on this Monday night. Not bad at all. Um, what's your point for the for the boys?
8: Well, I know I'm already going to break Martin's heart with saying this, so I just wanted you and uh, you and the other guys' his thoughts on uh, the the Antonio Jolak interview for him being kicked out the door, basically by Bill. So, just wanted your thoughts on why we're kicking out uh, or forcing out, uh, as he said in his interview, uh, a goal scorer and uh, bringing in guys that are only really uh, cutting the cutting the bread,
5: cutting the cutting the cake.
7: I feel really, really sorry for that and Antonio sure Like I've not I've not seen the interview, but I mean the guy's a goal scorer. You know what I mean? That's he, he was he was signed as a goal scorer and he scored goals. I mean what more do you want for a goal scorer? I feel really sorry for him. We, we took you know, we took him out of the team and replaced him with, with players nobody nobody's really heard of and Dessers hasn't cut it. So yeah, I mean I I can't I wish we I wish we could get Cholak back. I, I actually wish we'd only put him out on loan, because at least we, that way we'd be able to get him back. But I mean it's it's shown the Cholak thing is showing Michael Beale, and I don't like I don't like to to have a pop at any former Rangers manager, but it's shown up Michael Beal for not being as clued up as we thought he was with the joke. Because when we look at look at the European squad. I mean, again, uh Philippe That It wasn't a real dig at him yesterday, but he mentioned yesterday that there's players that he can't use on Thursday because they're not in the European squad, that wasn't his doing. You know what I mean? Selling Cholak wasn't his doing. I think Cholak would be thriving under the current manager because I amount of the chances we make. I mean, the chances that that Dessers and Lammers have missed in the three or four games since the since the new managers come in. Cholak would have, been, would have been a barrel load of goals. Just the positions he got himself in. So I feel, I actually really, really feel for the guy. I really, really, really do. Lewis, the
5: caller, I'll come back to you. Do, do you think it's it shows a, a an egotistical side of, of, of Michael Beale in the sense that uh, Tony Trulac wasn't one of his players, so he didn't pick him. And then it comes to the likes of Dessers and Lammers who were his signings, who he persisted with who we could see early on the writing was on the wall for these guys to
8: to be honest, mate, I think it's I think it's a bit of ignorance, but
5: I also think it's uh,
8: it's kinda of been a a bit of a shambles for the club as well because we're essentially let Bill run riot. Um, he 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 got to do what he wanted. He got to get rid of who he wanted. He got to bring in who he wanted. So, I think I think we need to bring somebody in to to help Clement. I'm not saying he's going to do the 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 same thing, but if we had had someone there, to maybe say Bill, look, you need to you need to chill it. We we can't just be a Throwing, goals, um, throwing goal scorers out the door uh, and bringing in the dross, um, you need to sort of take a chill pill and we need to actually think about this.
5: Brian, I'll come to you on that because I know you've been very vocal when it's come to Director of Football, um, you know, I think you know, lose the column, it's a good point in the sense that Michael Peel was allowed to run right in that sense, you know, he was jetting all over the continent, looking players in the eye, as he said, and getting it massively, massively wrong, as hindsight proves, so, um, director of football.
2: Yeah, it's it's a position that's really must, it's a must job now in football, it's far too big for a manager to do everything in, in football, it used to be, you know, Luke, Alec Ferguson, sort of Liverpool managers in the sort of olden days, and even soonest to a point, you know, and Walter Smith and all these guys used to run the, the the football business by themselves, transfers, coaching, training, you name it. They they did everything. But there's just so much involved now, and a director of football just takes the pressure off the manager and gives him more scope to, you know, a bit more time. He can pick and choose when he does things more. Um, as I say, the, the director of football should be in place a long, long time ago. Um, but hopefully. Clement will actually pick a director of football he wants, and um, because it's very important that obviously the director of football and the manager get on. So, that I've yeah, as you say, I've been har- harping on about this for quite a long time. And as Cole says, he was just let, he, he was left to do what he wanted in the summer, and it just wasn't good enough. Um, the Joe sale still bemuses me. Um, a guy that scored. Well, 13, that well, was 18, 13 before Christmas, and then he got the injury. Um, he would have scored 30 goals, no problem for us last season if he didn't get injured. So, for a guy like that, and then just to say, nah, we'll just sell him, I found that amusing. to put that wildly.
5: Lewis, great call. Thanks very much. Call again, mate. Cheers. No problem. Thank you. No worries. Lewis, uh, I was going to take a point to to Wilf before the call. But I'm going to come back to you. You look like Wayne Rooney. It's just thrown on me. You've got the cap on. You've got the beard. Like you should, when you get your Birmingham City tracky, you've got these double sat there. It might just be the angle, right? It's not doing you anything. That,
6: but... is, that is absolutely <laughs> bang it all, lot Wayne Rooney.
5: It's the beard and the wee hat. I'm telling you, you're swinging oh, it.
6: Fuck. It. I'm shaving the beard and taking the hat off next time. Fucking it was Wayne Rooney.
5: Um, right, okay uh, Tom Lawrence and Kieran Dill So, you know, we, we've got, we've got uh, Sam Langer's, Sam Lammers hanging out the chairs at the minute Do you think when, when Tom Lawrence gets fully fit then there's only one number 10 that we should be playing and that should be Tom Lawrence Is
7: that me you're talking to?
5: I'm going to go to Lewis there because Martin said I'm leaving him out so I'm, I'm getting him back in I
7: was I was really
6: listening to the question because you said well
5: Tom Lawrence and, and Kieran Dill
6: you
5: know, uh, it, it was just sort of saying there about midfield options, and and is Sam Lammers kind of hanging on to the, the number ten jersey, is, is Tom Lawrence someone that can go in there and and make that spot his own?
6: I think on ability, I he's he's a he's a much um, far superior in terms of talent to, to Lammers from what we've seen. Um, I think he even had a, a pretty good cameo. You know, he, he even looked better in that wee cameo than he did in his cameo under Michael Beale. You know, it's just that that's the the how much difference it is, is that under a, a proper manager and a proper system, you know, players just look like they know what they're doing. And I know that sounds so silly, but it, it, it's it's so true. Like everybody knows what their role is and and what's expected of them. And if they don't fulfill that expectation, then they won't be on the team. And with Lamers, you know, he's had two good games there in a row. Like people need to get off his back. I know he's he's not been great. Like the last three months, but he's had two consecutive decent performances, and Cantwell wasn't amazing either. So it's not like the only other available number ten we've got at the minute it is it's setting the the header fire. But I mean, Cantwell should definitely say, Robert. I didn't know you were on OnlyFans.
5: Watching me, I'll be in my court at half past nine. So I don't know what that's comfy. That's absolute nonsense. You'll be disappointed. Bluebells are blue. You'll be disappointed.
6: See Martin uh, loves us, doesn't he? In the background, just setting us up for I'll failure. Up. Aye, I was um, on a roll there and I'm gone.
5: That's your way. Um I so listen, by the way, that's no happening. Um okay, so listen, get your calls in. You can be next up talking to the guys. Oh, one four one six two eight seven two three seven. Um well I'll come to you on 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 Leon Balligan. Um I know we sort of touched on him briefly with Alex, but it he's sort of it's testament to him really in the last couple of games that he's his name's getting shouted about. Um, you know, we could be doing way on Thursday night but if, we're, if we're really, really honest, because we are short in that area. We've sort of been left out. Uh, you know, people. I think on last. I think it was last. When was that? The game before the Wednesday game. The, the, the long game. Yeah, the, the long delay. Uh, Martin's giving it. Uh, Leon Balagan shouldn't be in the side. He's, he's worrying me. He's concerning me. And uh, you know, lo and behold, he puts in a sterling performance.
7: Well, I was surprised he lasted the whole game in Dundee because by the time it finished, it must have been past his bedtime. I mean, at his age, you know, his age, he must be an early bedder. And that game finished about you know, 11 o'clock or something. So I'm surprised he was still there at full time. But I mean, Liam Balligan was brought in as a. I mean, we've, 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 just, we've, basically, we've basically just just slagged, uh, Michael, slaughtered Michael Beale, but he brought back Liam Balligan as a as a stand in centre half in case we needed him. But he's come in to do that job and he's, he's done really well. The only. Downside is, as we say, is he can't play on Thursday against Sparta, because we could do with him. Because he does the job that, um, that John Souter does. I mean, the way he, the way he strode, strode out of midfield on Wednesday for that first goal against him, was incredible. And that's the sort of thing that Soapy does all the time. You know, so we could do with Balligan for that. Um, it looks like on, on Thursday, it's probably going to be Golden and Ben Davies, which in itself isn't isn't a disaster, but I'd probably rather have Balligan in there because he's a bit more experienced at that level. I have no idea what you're laughing at, but
5: the comments have just gone absolutely incredible. So we'll leave that there. While we'll slagging someone for the page is like a homeless person slagging them. Cheers, Aldo. <laughs> brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I Aldo, said, I
7: have to, I have to say that it was past my bedtime that game finished on Wednesday.
5: 0141. Six two eight seven two three seven is right to the the home straight, Brian. <clears throat> I don't know where to go for this because my heat's kind of went. David P, it, it, you need to stop. Just stop. Um Absolutely incredible. So, uh, Brian, I was going to come at you. You know, Thursday night comes. We, 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 we get ourselves in the final. Clemont says, "Look, the, the guys can enjoy it tonight, but come come tomorrow morning. It's full focus on Thursday, and you've got to believe that because that's the way he's been since he's come in the door. Now." How do you see his line up first and foremost today? And you know, are we going to go on the front foot from the off?
2: I certainly hope so. Um, if the last two games have been anything to go by, then um, it'll certainly be an, a a sort of I wouldn't say full throttle attacking, but it's it's going to be a lot more positive and a lot more quicker than the game we had against Sparta away. Because I think we were all sitting behind the sofas that night, peering over the top, wondering. When the was going to score, because let's be honest, none of us could believe we got a nil nil that night. Um, so it's he's he's had more time with the players, he's trained more. The players have got used to him as well, so they're getting used to the system, I think. And I would say, home crowd, the the old I, Ibrox home crowd, I think they'll pull the players through because you know the I think the manager and the players have all said that they like to hear the noise and the players, the fans getting behind the players. Because feed off that, and I think that'll that'll pull us through to Thursday night. Um So I'm, I'm looking forward to Thursday night, actually.
5: Would you, Brian, just to just to come back to you on that? Is, is it must win with with the final game also being in for We start, I know we still got Aris at home as well, but it's Thursday night, must win.
2: Yeah, the, the, you, you need to win your home. The home games you need to win. Simple as that. If you if you take care of your home games, you you nick a a draw here or there on your aways or sneak a win your home and drive. You win your home games. You're virtually qualified right there. So, yeah, win your home games and then pick something up away from home because, uh, let's be honest, I never saw the Limassol performance being as bad as it was. The Sparta one, I think Clement was just in the door, so we'll give him a, a, a bye with that one. And this one, he's had a few weeks with the players now, so it's I'm really, really looking forward to Thursday. Lewis,
5: there's the players that came off the bench any of them stating a claim for a start, Scott Wright in particular, um, and where does that leave sort of Todd Cantwell? Because he, he didn't look, I don't know if he looked raging on the bench, but he didn't look particularly delighted that he'd been taking off at half-time.
6: In, in terms of Cantwell, um, you know, I, I agree with Martin. I think overall he, he's our, our best player. Um, when he's fully fired in, he's the most talented player at the club. Um, probably a boy that should be playing at a higher level than, than the SPL, but I said in the last performance, I don't think he looks fully fit. I don't think he looks back to 100%. And there's, there's just no point in playing him because you're setting him up for failure. He's not going to be able to recover properly. And he's putting in five or six out of ten performances. And we don't want a Todd Cantwell like that. We want 10 out of 10 Todd Cantwell. And that's been a very rare commodity this season as well, a 10 out of 10 Cantwell performance. So, you know, it just depends where his fitness is. If he's 100% and it's, Europe, it's a European fixture, then Cantwell needs to start. There's no question about it, he's the best in that position. And in terms of the two people either side, it's Scott Wright and, and Sema. definitely. And Scott Wright is, he's probably still no good enough to be a starter for Rangers, but, you know, again, you never know. A brilliant manager's a leveller, so he could get the best out of him. But in terms of Cantwell, if he's fat, he needs to play. Guys,
5: we've got another call. Delighted
4: to see we're well,
5: joined by
4: Curry. Curry, how are we getting on? All right, Rob, how you doing, me man? No bad, no bad at all. Right, we question for the for the lot of uh, I was wondering I said in the comments, I was too sure we we were talking about the fan engagement. Uh that was going to go on and I didn't know if it was actually started tomorrow. What needs to be asked or what do you want to be answered? what's the most important thing for you right now? What would you you want to hear from the board and from whoever is there?
5: Brian, I'll come to you first on that. I can see you scratching your cherry chin chin. I just knew
2: you were going to say that. I just knew you were going to say that. Um, I suppose, I suppose, uh, with the start of this fans' forum thing, I think that'll certainly improve the the, um, communication between the club and the fans because I think that's been a, a problem for a long time is what what we get told and what's actually happening are never usually the same thing. So I think just a bit of transparency and and hopefully with this fans forum starting that'll that'll come to fruition. That was that was going to be my sort of big thing, and um, certainly the stadium as well. I mean that's always a hot topic, you know, for more seats or you know um, lower in the pitch or whatever they' plans are Um, you know that's the, the you know the sort of redevelopment of the 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 stadium because obviously it's uh, it's been a hot topic for a long time there's you know, there was a lot of uh, people on the season take up waiting lists so things like that that's the sort of things I think I'd be sort of asking and wanting to know.
5: Curry we spoke about it earlier on in the, in the program the director of football was, is that something we should be pressing the board on tomorrow?
4: I think we can press them, but I think we already know what's happening. I think they've already said that that's something they have been looking into. Uh, whether they have actually got names yet or a list of people that they want, we don't know. That uh, was sure. I think I can't. Oh God, I can't even remember the name now. But uh, we sure will be able to tell you. Uh, we'll talk about if come on comes in. There was is it Mitchell? Mitchell. Mitchell was coming in I think it was I'm not, I can't remember if it was him or no, because the, the two ways we've seen it when, I, when we, didn't, we weren't sure who the manager was it was if uh, Muscat was coming in probably a good chance of Moore coming in because of the ranks. but I, I need to remember usual guys will definitely know who that guy is is it Mitchell? Paul Mitchell wasn't it? I'm not too sure mate but I just, I'm just trying to rack my brain but I think getting a director of football was something we've always needed anyway. I think too much power was given to to Bill, and unfortunately it just went, sorry for swearing, but it just went tits up, totally. Uh, Bill wanted to be everybody's pal, he kept on playing all his pals. The the one thing I think we were all saying when he came, that uh, if he kept on playing the players that I've let him do time after time, it would cost him his job and it did. And I think that's one of the good things with Big Phil coming in, because I don't think he wants to be anybody's pal. He wants he wants a team to go out there, and do what he tells them, and that's it. He's not asking for uh, oh, I want you to have you, me back to my house for dinner or anything like that. It's like get on the field, do what you're paid today, and get the job done. And it's what we have been needing for probably for a long, long, long time. Uh, I think we've all said we've got a proper manager in. It's early days. We've seen this before for players when they come in and they seem to kick in and they start playing well. We've seen it for Lonnie. We've seen it for Scott Wright. But we've seen this all before for them. They start doing really, really well. Then all of a sudden they start putting into their, their old habits again. It's whether Clement can actually stick with it. Uh, I've mentioned something earlier on. A good manager. It's weird, well it's not really weird, but it's good that we're coming out in the second half and we're actually getting stuck into teams and we're finding out where their, their weakest is, where their flaws are, and I think that's all did that he come on. We're coming out in the first half and we're not, we're not playing absolute garbage, but we're not able to break teams down. It's always whatever he's saying at half-time, he's finding out where they're the weakest, how we need to play and where our players need to play. Obviously, the camp coming off was uh, partly due to the yellow card and that. But he put right on, and right changed the game. So uh, I'm looking positive. But I, I just wonder what you thought about the. What you want you, but you wanted to be asked at the fan forum. And what's most important to you? No others. I've got to swag you up here, Brian. All other things you said mate, were all the things we've already been saying for for a while. It's just I'm, I'm looking for something different. What do you want? It? Happen a Ricky's use a language you want to know,
5: Curry. We're going to have uh, we're going to have rabble rep- representation there tomorrow. I do believe from what I could pick up during the, today's dispatches and the, the Rangers chat. Well, if that's right, we'll have someone there tomorrow.
7: I believe the gaffer's going along, yes, I believe he is. Yep, yeah,
5: excellent. So we'll, we will report that back. Um, probably during the week, uh, Curry, just 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 before you go, what would you ask? You've, you've been quite quiet, what would you ask the board?
4: <laughs> well, me being quiet. Uh no. <laughs> uh, I'd probably want you to ask is where can we get a discount for your OnlyFans? Oh.
5: <laughs> this is this is becoming a bigger myth than my teeth Thanks very much for your call, Curry. Cheers, mate. Have
4: a good, good night. Brother, Sorry, bye, See you later, guys. Take it easy.
7: what
5: awesome. watches this sometimes and she'll be asking questions that I can't answer. Um, absolutely shocking. Can, can
7: okay, I ask right. you a question? Can I ask you a question, Robert?
5: Of course, you can.
7: What's, on, what's only fans?
5: I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you off here. All right, <laughs> look at the, the tongue get out there. Let's just know. leave that
2: till later. Let's
5: uh, just leave uh, that right. till later. Okay, um, listen, we're just gonna we're five more minutes just talk about Thursday night's game. I was gonna, I'll come to you, well, for as you should try to get me in hot water. So, Thursday night, um. How how does that back line line up? Obviously, Barisic has got to
7: come back in for Redwan. Redwan is it Ben Davies and and Goldson? Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, well, we've just discussed that. There's nobody else because but ba- Maligan may well be injured after taking that knock that knock yesterday. I've no idea how he lasted as long as he did because he looked absolutely done. Uh, and he's not in the European squad, so he can't play. He's not going to throw Leon King in there or, in, or any of the other youngsters. The only other option he would have is putting there. Young John Lee in there, he's not going to do that for a game of this magnitude. Um, because as, as Brian rightly said earlier, when the two home games in my through. You know what I mean? And that's and that's it. So we have to win this one. So that would be the back that would be the back line without any question. Um against Sparta Prague on Thursday. How how
5: did how does he manage this then? Because obviously Barisic has got to play the European games. Um Balikin can't play the European games. And these guys, you know, Ridvan didn't do, I don't think, been too, too badly in the games we've seen him the last couple. And obviously, we spoke about Balagan before. So, the manager's got to, he's got to balance out the previous manager's sort of wrongdoings, as it were.
7: He has, but you've got to remember as well, you've also got Dejan Stelling, who can come in and do a job at full back if necessary. I mean, I know he's predominantly a right back, but I believe he can play left back. So, you know, you've also got um, young young Adam Devised in a bit at left back. So if we were really struggling, you could potentially do that. But I don't know. He's, he's, got, to go with what, he's got to go with what he's got because so I mean, it's, he, he doesn't have any other options. I actually feel a little bit sorry for for rid Van Young was because he didn't play yesterday because he can't play on Thursday. You know, well that that's I mean, the manager said that he's had to play Barisic because Barisic has to play on Thursday. Now I know that's that's taking a risky because if Paris' has got a, a bit of a problem there, but it's trying to get a bit of stability at the back in the backline. So you know, I feel I feel a lot bit for Redvan because there's a lot of people not not particularly seeing positive things about him, but the, but he's not getting a run in the team, and he's not going to get a run in the team as long as we're still on this European group stage. So you've really got to give Redvan a pass until probably the same pass you give us Fuentes up until at least January, you know, but. I mean, the back line for me on Thursday just picks itself. There's nothing else we can do with it.
5: Bruce, I'll finish up with you and Bluebells or Blue's question here. Does Lamas play on Thursday? For me, the guy's a waste of a shot.
6: Um, I mean, the waste of a short comments are bit, a bit far, but each to their own. Um, the guy's only been here three months. Orangers, Rangers, we play in the SPL. Like I said, we, we can't buy ready-made superstars sometimes. And um, in terms of Lammers, you know he's not been great, and he hasn't given himself a, you know, a, a good showing. But like I said, these last two games consecutively have been half decent performances. So, like, if you're not going to play him when he when he's playing all right, you, you like, when are you ever going to play him? Because he, he needs to play to actually get a good performance. And like I said, we can't well, I can't well goes in there. But does he look fully fat? But for me, I would probably, <laughs> after saying all that, I'd probably agree with the comment and say that no, Lammers does not start for me. I would have Cantwell in that middle and I would have two natural winners in Scott Wright and Seema either side of them. I think, you know, Sparta are a pretty poor side and without, you know, getting a wee bit too ahead of myself, I think we win this game, we're probably qualified because the only other game that we really need to win is, is Limassol at home and I think we really should be winning that, so...
5: Listen, I I just did come in there at what you said about Cantwell, and I, and I tend to agree with you in saying that you know he's no good playing at a, a six or playing at a five out of ten, and I think that's what you know Clement is seeing, that he's driving the standards he wants, Cantwell playing at an eight, an eight, a nine, a ten, um, to get the best of him. So, so I, I think that's a, a great point. Hopefully he starts on Thursday in his right position, because I feel like he's maybe suffered this season and been playing in positions that he's um, he's not really he's his he's first choice. So um, we shall wait with bated breath, but listen, The comments are coming in for me now. I've had enough. I'm I'm ready. That's me. I'm ready for the off. Um, Brian, I'll just you can get final final point. There was a I don't know if Martin can bring it back up about the the K-pop band. Now I thought K-pop was like um, Bacardi Breezer or something. I thought we went to school. K-pop group Stacey. Um, great bit of PR for the club. South Korean um pop band might open up the Asian market.
2: Absolutely. I mean. (laughs) <laughs> as, as most people will know, it was a total accident how it's kind of happened because they, they turned up at a Texas Rangers match with actual Glasgow Rangers shirts on instead of Texas Rangers, which I don't quite understand how they managed to do that, but they did. but the beginning at the club, they've latched onto that and invited them over and got them over and allegedly there was a, a big crowd there at night. So, fair play. It's it's a part of the the world that we probably haven't tapped into enough of. So, absolutely, fair play to Bicegore for doing that. Another... Bit of uh, cash for the club, so getting new set Edmondson house. So, absolutely brilliant! Fantastic.
5: Not that only. I'm a pop fan. No,
7: I'll Just stick it on up. when I'm in the bath and see what
5: it's all about. <laughs> you know, absolutely, is that, is
7: that with or without your OnlyFans camera?
5: <laughs> oh, you know what it is now. Aye, you've sharpened up in the last five minutes. The cloak is gone, the mask is off. <laughs> Right, okay, dokie okay. I've went. I've took a beamer. I've not took one in for years. Uh, Brian, thanks very much for for joining us. Well, no always, always. And uh, Lewis, thanks very much for, for for being part of it for your living room tonight as well. So, um, listen, we're back on Thursday night. We'll get a uh, build up and reaction ahead of the Sparta game. A uh, stunning lineup as, as well on the panel and. And the host as well. So, looking forward to seeing you then. Uh, don't forget to check out that NordVPN link in the description. If you joined in the comments, uh, brilliant. If you phoned for the first time tonight, thanks very much as well. And um, we'll see you all through the week. Cheers.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.